Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the November 1998 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. Family Comes First, Dave Thomas, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. A heart attack makes the founder of Wendy's International realize that his family is the most important thing in his life. In December 1996, I suffered a heart attack. As you can imagine, it was a life-changing experience. I had not been feeling sick, maybe a little tired, but certainly there was not anything to warn me what was on the horizon. I've lost friends, people I cared a lot about, to heart disease. In fact, one of my best friends, Jim Neer, suffered a fatal heart attack while he was in Atlanta for the Summer Olympics. I never thought something like that would happen to Jim, and it got me thinking hard about my own health. My job requires that I have a physical twice a year, which I dutifully schedule and complete. And I followed most of the doctor's orders, especially over the last few years. I added exercise to my schedule, I enjoy a good walk, and I started watching what I eat. Moderation was my buzzword. Pasta and salads were in, sugar was the thing of the past. I thought I was doing all I was supposed to be doing to stay healthy, but my heart had other ideas. Before I got sick, I had spent a couple of days traveling, ending up in New York City to announce the winners of Wendy's High School Heisman program. This program is terrific. It honors the country's best high school athletes. One male and one female winner are chosen. Young people who have excelled in athletics, scholarship, and community service. I returned home from New York on Saturday afternoon, a little tired, but I didn't think anything was out of the ordinary. My wife Lorraine was with me that Saturday night when I awoke with chest pains, and she immediately called 911. The squad rushed over and took me to the hospital where they did a battery of tests to determine what had happened and how to fix it. My only option was a quadruple bypass surgery. I was scheduled for heart surgery the following Friday morning. I spent the next five days thinking. My family gathered around me, giving me encouragement, telling me everything was going to be okay. Their support and love went a long way to calm me down, but I still had lots of time to think. I thought about the day I opened the first Wendy's restaurant, when Wendy's stock was first traded on the New York Stock Exchange, getting my GED, of being coroneted a 33rd degree Mason, and then being honored as a Grand Cross. But the memories that brought the most comfort to me were those that involved my loved ones. When Lorraine and I got married, holding each of my children after they were born, playing with my grandchildren, and all the family meetings we had where we teased each other and enjoyed spending time together. When I think about the most important lesson I learned, the answer is easy. My family is the most important thing in my life and my greatest accomplishment. I am truly blessed to be happily married to Lorraine for 44 years, to have five healthy children and 14 wonderful grandchildren. The Thomas clan is pretty impressive. On any given day, my family is going in a hundred different directions at a hundred miles an hour. When we get together for family meetings or for holidays, we argue and disagree on everything. But when the going gets tough, we pull together. There's no question that we are a family. The old saying, together we're stronger, is exactly right in the Thomas family. Don't wait until a tragedy strikes to show your family how much you love them. 
Enjoy all the moments you have, even if they're not Kodak moments. They're still important memories to cherish and share. We only get one family, and we should celebrate it each and every day. And a final note from Dave. As an important footnote to this personal article, I would like to note that I was asked by the National Emergency Number Association, the people who bring us the 911 service, to film a public service announcement instructing people about when to call 911. Naturally, I was more than happy to honor their request. Too many people call 911 when their cat is stuck in a tree or they need directions to a special event. These kinds of calls take up precious time and keep true emergency calls from getting through. Of the millions of calls that come into 911 systems, about 50% are for non-emergencies. It's so important to know when to call, to report a fire, stop a crime, or to save a life. I was lucky. Our call got through quickly, and I got the help I needed. Because of every 911, and God, I'm still here. Every day is special to me, and I know I still have important work to do. The following article is from the August 1991 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. It's titled, It All Begins with the Family, written by the Honorable George Bush, President of the United States, from an article reprinted with permission from the Leaders magazine. We are a world made up of families, with no two families alike, and yet there are dreams we, as members of families, all share. The hopes that any one of us has had as a parent are the hopes of parents around the world, that our children grow up in a safe environment with a good education, that they be given the same opportunities as anyone's children, and that they lead a life of values, a life in which they can take pride. We are also a world made up of communities, thousands upon thousands of religious, ethnic, social, business, labor, and neighborhood organizations, all of them vital to our future together. With God's help, each of us must chart a course for his own life and the lives of his children. By working through our families and communities, we can change things for the better and in the process, change our nations and world for the better. There is no problem in the world that is not being solved somewhere. Around the globe, citizens are facing the challenges of their societies and the world community. Drug use, hunger, homelessness, illiteracy, disease, and the breakdown of the family. And acting as a thousand points of light, as I like to call them, these citizens are making a difference to those who need help. There's a role, an important role, for government in finding solutions, but we all know that government is the isn't the only institution with the power to make a difference. Every reader of this magazine is in a position to help. The resources, the expertise, and the potential energy you command through your organizations and governments are tremendous you can be a powerful force for making this a better world for our children. But no matter who we are or what we do for a living, each of us as individuals can make a difference. Isn't that why we're here, to live a life of meaning? Each of us must defend and affirm the values, the fundamental moral principles important to all of us, principles like tolerance and decency, responsibility and faith. Meeting with community-minded association executives not too long ago, I talked about a story that the Reverend Martin Luther King once told about serving others. He began with the famous biblical story of the Good Samaritan, who stopped to help a stranger whom two other travelers had passed by. Dr. King asked himself, why hadn't the others stopped to help? Perhaps they didn't stop because they were too busy? Maybe they had important work waiting for them in Jerusalem. So on they went. 
Then, one day, on his first trip to the Holy Land, Dr. King and his wife traveled the road from Jericho to Jerusalem, and he understood. He walked the twisting road, full of blind curves, each a perfect ambush point for robbers, and he realized that perhaps the men had not stopped because they were afraid. The way Dr. King imagined it, the passerby asked themselves, If I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? And they went on their way. But when the Good Samaritan came along, he asked himself, If I don't stop to help this man, what will happen to him? That's when he found the courage to stop and help, the courage to serve. Which question do we ask ourselves when we see a homeless man huddled on a steam grate, or when we see a teenage runaway living a desperate existence on drugs and alcohol? What will happen to them if we do not stop and help? Unlike the Good Samaritan, we aren't alone. We have the power of collective action as a force for good. But it takes courage to go to your organizations and ask that they place community service at the center of their agendas. Sometimes it may be difficult to insist that community service has a place in every person's life, and it will take tenacity to make each one believe that. From now on, any definition of a successful life must include serving others. But that's exactly what we must do. This is your challenge before you. Find out what's working in your industry, your profession, or your nation. Spotlight community service programs that are effective and challenge others to make those programs the blueprints for their own efforts. Put the power of your resources behind the kind of individual who gives 200% to help people in need. Channel your collective energies into community service. It all begins with the kind of moral principles, the values we consider important, and these begin with the family. The family living under your roof, but also the family of nations, the family of man, Living one's values and it's the essence of a meaningful life, a successful life. If we live by our principles and teach them to our children, we will find our nations and our worlds changing for the better. The following article is written by Judge Kenneth W. Starr and is also from the August 1991 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction. The title is Family and the Permanent Things. Near the end of World War I, the great English writer C.S. Lewis was in a London hospital recovering from his wounds. It was in that setting of loneliness and longing that he wrote his father an endearing letter of warmth and love. You know, Lewis wrote, I have some difficulty in talking of the greatest things. It is the fault of our generation and of the English school. In this generation as well, we have difficulty speaking of the greatest things, or what T.S. Eliot so wisely called the permanent things. Surely family and family life, ordained by God and sanctified at the foundation of the human experience, rank in the loftiest reaches of those enduring, indispensable traditions and institutions. Family in no small measure makes us what we are. That was God's design. Last summer, my youngest child excitedly reported to me her activities that morning at day camp. Bursting with the enthusiasm of discovery, she blurted, We went to a pond and catched frogs, and then we catched flies. A year later, after she had finished kindergarten, she explained to her captivated audience, Mom and Dad, This year I learned addition and attraction. The magic of children is a ceaseless fountain of joy and gratitude for parents, family members, and others, including teachers. However, it is in the family that education itself the key to our nation's continued prosperity and freedom should be quietly and continually carried on. My daughter's adorable grammatical errors, for example, were gently spotted and lovingly corrected within the boundaries of our family home, not the schoolroom. 
Time and again in recent years, we have heard that the nation faces a crisis in education. Test scores remind us that fundamental change is needed. Various educational reforms and improved programs have tended to dominate the policy debate. Without questioning the efficacy of needed policy shifts and educational reforms, it occurs to me that the connection between educational decline and the growing instability of family life in our nation has not received adequate attention. Through family interaction, our youngest learned the proper way to say caught and the difference between attraction and subtraction. How many children in this country must rely only on the intermediation of their teachers for guidance? Infinitely more important are the values that our children learn at home. Right and wrong, good and bad, moral and immoral. These are concepts taught either by loving parents or, most likely, not taught at all. Walk the chalk line was the admonition from the assistant superintendent of the District of Columbia school system at a recent graduation ceremony. Young men, you respect young ladies and you treat them with respect. And young ladies, you demand respect and have respect for yourselves. These are important words, right and true. How vital it is that they come not only from school teachers and administrators, but from the home as well. Home is where the enduring truths of our existence on earth are best imparted. Better by far than the typical classroom, better even than the Sunday school room, it is the family that provides nourishment for the soul. In this time of national renewal, of rediscovery of the permanent things, it is singularly appropriate that we rediscover and lift up the value of family. At the end of his magnificent life, Michelangelo focused his gaze of genius on the permanent things. They included, high on that exclusive list, family. I have loved my friends and family. I have loved God and his creations. I have loved life. Family, with its joy and its sorrow, is the gateway to the future. It is, as Malcolm Muggridge so eloquently put it, one of the infallible signposts in the quest for God. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.